1: welcome into a to z sports powered by the BetMGM mgm app i'm austin stanley he is zach bingham make sure you follow us all over social media as we are nashville's on demand sports talk network uh going live every weekday morning at 8 central time on facebook youtube and twitch link to the show on our twitter timeline segment by segment also hit us up on instagram and tiktok for more titans content we do need to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like wilson county hyundai wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process or you can go check them out in lebanon the bone and joint institute boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care farm bureau health plans get better with farm bureau health plans that means better coverage rates and service learn more about a health plan for you fbhp.com atoz and hughes and coleman injury lawyers the official injury lawyers of the tennessee titans if you've been injured in a car wreck go to uh call hughes and coleman at 800-800-4600 for a free case consultation so zach tim kelly officially named as Titan's offensive coordinator after spending this past season 2022 as the pass game coordinator uh, under uh recently fired uh, offensive coordinator Todd Downing and Tim Kelly is a was a part of a lot of different moves that the Titans made yesterday on the coaching staff. Uh, new coaches, Charles London, the pass game coordinator and quarterback coach. Chris Harris, officially named defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks. Lori Locus uh, comes from Tampa as a defensive quality control coach. Justin Hamilton, the, another defensive co- c- uh, quality con- control coach. Tony Dews goes from running backs to tight ends. Uh, Jason Haltailing is the new offensive line coach. Pat O'Hara goes from quarterbacks to pass game analyst. And Luke Steckel goes from tight ends to run game analyst, and the Titans will need to hire a running back coach. But we know the headliner is Tim Kelly being named the offensive coordinator. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about the shifting and creation of new roles when it comes to analysts on the staff. Uh, but let's go to head coach Mike Vrabel, who held a Zoom press conference yesterday afternoon after the news came out on why Tim Kelly got the job.
0: I think it's the the right the right fit uh, for us at this time. It's it's the it's the perfect fit. Um, met with some really really good candidates. Yeah, you know, I think what what Tim ultimately was able to do was be able to provide um, some familiarity and and some carryover uh, to to what we were doing. Because I don't think everything's broken. I don't I don't believe that. Uh, but then also be able to you know, add some, some things that, um, you know, can really help us and take advantage of, of some opportunities. Um, I've seen him, you know, call games uh, in this league uh, against us. Uh, Felt like he has a great feel for, for the game, his energy, his leadership, you know, all things that, that came out uh, throughout this process of multiple meetings with him and and other candidates.
1: So. There's a lot there, uh, Zach, but Mike Vrabel called Tim Kelly the perfect fit at this time for the Titans as their offensive coordinator. Uh, What stood out to you most uh, from that 56 seconds of Vrabel talking about uh, the new Titans OC?
2: I mean, I think what stood out to me is that, and this is kind of what has led our show, which is the perfect fit. (laughs) That makes no sense. I'll just be honest. I I have to clear my head on this. Okay. How is it the perfect fit? If it was the perfect fit, wouldn't you figure out a way when your trash-ass offense was not marching down the field scoring points because you didn't score 30 points in a single solitary game, Mm -hmm. you didn't defeat a team with a winning record all season, and your offense was a shell of itself time and time again and you stuck with Todd Downing why is it the perfect fit now but not anywhere close to being a fit in the season it doesn't make sense like there is logic and that is not logical well, like you like you could have said that he earned the job in different ways but my problem with what Mike Vrabel said there was that he is telling the public the media, the people that are asking the questions, and everybody in the NFL that Tim Kelly, the new offensive coordinator, is the perfect fit. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Zach, I totally agree. Uh, it, uh, like The words that Mike Vrabel said make no sense, and they also don't make logical sense. And Zach, I, I'll, let's go ahead and rewind back to training camp in uh, 2018 when Mike Vrabel uh, infamously Uh, gave me a lot of four letter words from 50 yards away uh, for filming the third field. Uh, And I I was in the right there. I was not in the wrong. And I was told by a Titan staffer that sometimes the head coach doesn't operate with logic. (laughs) And so that was uh, five years ago with Mike Vrabel. And sometimes that he doesn't operate with logic, but that's the sales job that Mike Vrabel has. And Zach, I also want to rewind because if you remember, uh, we had a pretty significant conversation in early December when I said enough with Todd Downing, and you know me, I was be- I have been enough with Todd Downing uh, even uh, before the 2022 season kicked off uh, as offensive coordinator. But I-, I said on this show to you and to Sam in multiple back-to-back weeks that Todd Downing needs to be gone now because then what you have is Tim Kelly, who is currently on the staff, who has experience calling plays with an opportunity to audition with four or five games left. I started with this right after the loss at Philadelphia. I said, Todd Downing can go now and give uh, Tim Kelly five games to audition for the job. And then it didn't happen. Then they lost to the Jags. And then I said again, okay, fire Todd Downing now. And then Tim Kelly has four games uh, to audition for the job. And that did not happen. And so I I think, and we'll get into our one word here in a second, because there's a lot of guys in here, guys and gals, commenting on what's going on with this. But I, I do think that there is an obvious failed and missed opportunity to see what Tim Kelly can do within your building when it comes to calling plays and being the offensive coordinator that would have given you that data, that sample size, on top of what you know about him from Houston, to then go into this process with that in the bank. But now they did not take advantage of that opportunity and they have committed to Tim Kelly in in 2023 and they're going to ride or die with it. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. And if it doesn't work, that's two coordinators in a row that didn't work for Mike Vrabel. Uh, What's going to happen to Mike Vrabel? So there's a lot of things that ride on this hire, uh, Zach, but I, I, you know, we can get the comments and the chats coming in here, but Man, uh, I just could not stop thinking about the missed opportunity the Titans had in December to get Tim Kelly uh, on the job,
2: work. I don't understand that they had the 30th ranked offense in the NFL. And when it came to points, they had the 28th ranked scoring offense in the NFL all of the surrounding teams around them are all picking top 10 because they're bad football teams. And the guy that you had in-house but refused to change it. The offense was bad in the middle of the season just as much as it was bad at the end of the season. Yeah. Like these are these are facts. These are not, these aren't anything else. This is just straight facts, homie. Sure, sure, absolutely. And, and th- if you had the perfect fit Right underneath you, right? Right within your grasp in your facility day in and day out. Why was he not impacting the offense?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and so we'll talk about that. You're 30th. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know. So they uh, never get... scored 30 points. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: It's their
2: 2022 offensive... Well, it was 2022. Now it's 2023. I think more points are being scored now than ever. Would yeah. you agree or just Yeah, I would agree with that overall. All right, so let's
1: get to some chat and then we're going to ask you guys some comments. Uh, so for more comments here Andre gives uh, gives us some jackpot bucks. Here he says, "When I heard Vrabel say familiarity and carryover, the offense isn't broken almost through my phone. This feels like being pissed on and told it's rain. We needed new ener- energy and direction, not this." Andre Uh, Very worth your $10 jackpot bucks uh, for that comment there. So Zach, uh, with that, you know, I think Andre brought familiarity and carryover. We'll play the Vrabel video one more time. And we're going to ask everybody here to give us one word to describe how you feel about Tim Kelly being hired as Titans OC. What's one word to describe how you feel about Tim Kelly Uh, being hired as Titans Offensive Coordinator. But I'm going to tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman. That's two words. Hughes and Coleman right there. Two names that can go to battle for you when it comes to uh, you getting injured in a car wreck. So if that unfortunately happens, Hughes and Coleman can go fight the insurance companies and get you the money you deserve. They've been doing it for 30-plus years and have recovered over $1 billion for you and and for clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky. So here's here's what you do. You call Hughes & Coleman for a free case consultation. It's 800-800-4600. I hope you never have to do it. I hope you know someone that never has to do it. But Hughes & Coleman is there for you when you need them to make sure that you get what you deserve from being injured in a car wreck. For a free case consultation, 800-800-4600.
2: Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. It is these sports We are powered by BetMGM. Man, I won some money last night, too. I am streaking, baby. I am hot, red hot. I even won money on LeBron last night because yeah. I knew he was going to make those points, all those points that he's made. He's got more points than anybody else has points. Well, uh, I did that on BetMGM because they afford me the opportunity. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports If you're a new user, you can win some cashola, ATOZSPORTS all one word right there in the bonus code tab they are the king of sports books download the app today
1: tons of comments flying in here we're asking you guys what is one word to describe the Titans hiring Tim Kelly as offensive coordinator here's Mike Vrabel again on why Tim Kelly got the job
0: i think it's the, the right the right fit uh for us at this time it's it's the it's the perfect fit um Met with some really, really good candidates. yeah, you know, I think what what Tim ultimately was able to do was be able to provide um, some familiarity and and some carryover uh, to to what we were doing, because I don't think everything's broken. i don't I don't believe that., uh, but then also be able to you know add some some things that um, you know can really help us and take advantage of of some opportunities. Um, I've seen him you know, call games uh, in this league uh, against us uh, felt like he has a great feel for, for the game, his energy, his leadership, you know, all things that that came out uh, throughout this process of multiple meetings with him and, and other candidates. So we're
1: asking everybody, what's one word to describe how you feel about Tim Kelly being hired as Titans OC. Uh, if we were to ask this, uh, to Mike Vrabel maybe that would that one word would be perfect <laughs> the perfect fit uh, I mean
2: I started the I, I was watching live <laughs> and when he said I mean this is this is the first clip of this is the first thing he said this is the first question guys we well, just what you it, just saw
1: it's actually the second because of zoom and Teresa Walker's uh, audio wasn't working and then so that happened again and so Mike Vrabel the second uh uh thing he said after well, she didn't
2: this. ask the question though. No, I, I know. So it but, was but, the first question cuz she Ray, didn't
1: Vrabel also said maybe wish they had done this in person <laughs> after the Zoom things didn't work.
2: But anyway. I mean, we agree we yeah. we want to do them in person too, right? Yes. Like we, the, the Zooms aren't fun, they're not happy. Right. Um here, let's before we get to all the comments, here's some uh lunch lunch box money. Uh, Gary two times doubles down and says, until the Titans get talent, it doesn't matter if Jesus is the offensive coordinator. And Shane says, we now have a chance to move up to the number one overall pick at a crossroads, and Vrabel made the right decision. So, wow. there. And Shane's coming in with a, a little bit different perspective. Let's go to uh, the chat and some words, some one words. I'll scroll all the way back up because there's a lot of words. Lee says, confused, uninspired from Donald, predictable from Jason, pissed from Michael, meh from Scott, mixture from Titan up, mad from Guy, uh, pessimistic from Ronnie, uninspiring from Bork, skeptical there from Richter, uh, whelmed from uh, Steven. Just whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not un- underwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but whelmed. Hoodwinked from Lee, uninspired. Coming in, we've got slighted, done, flabbergasted. Harry says bored, another meh, underwhelmed from Jason, disappointed from uh, another Jason. Uh, I can't read that word. Uh, Neutral says Rambo, weak from Bork, stationary from Danny, puke from Michael, bamboozled from Lee, insanity, expected, disgusted, uh, you know, uh, there's so many words, uh, egotistical from Yuri. I mean, there's a uh, lot of good yeah. words, but Austin, all of these words are negative besides whelmed. Whelmed is just uh, neutral, neutral, but I even think
1: whelmed uh, in the sense is also kind of negative because you just show shows how apathetic maybe that uh, answer might be. And you know, I see Corey says purgatory, Nick says friends or something like that. Later on, Major Key says stagnant. Uh, Zach, my word is optics, and it's not the good kind. It's the optics that this move shows you of everything we talked about in the open about, well, if Tim Kelly was the perfect fit for the Titans right now as OC, then why didn't you make that change in December to maybe try to win the AFC South for the third consecutive year instead of letting Todd Downing run it into the ground with seven consecutive losses? And so there's optics going multiple ways. It's you. You could have given Tim Kelly a shot as the OC late in the year and see what would have happened there. And then maybe he does some good things and earns the job. You also have optics here. Let's rewind again, Zach, to the you know uh, off season following the 2020 season. Shane Bowen was the defensive play caller on game days without the defensive coordinator title. And it was a disaster. It was a bad defense. It was a historically bad defense on third down. And from a pass rush standpoint, but the Titans offense was good enough to carry it. And the optics were bad that Shane Bowen was actually promoted after that. And the optics were also that it was the player's fault, not the coach's fault. Well, the optics today, Zach, is Mike Vrabel once again saying, well, the players were the problem and Todd Downing was the problem not the overall coaching philosophy or scheme. And so that optics is where I land with, and it's multi-layered, but bad optics uh, from everything they went through after firing Todd Downing, talking about, hey, requesting interviews for Nagy and Biennium and others, and then just sitting here and rolling with Tim Kelly a month later is bad optics.
2: Well, they didn't. Air, they didn't interview those guys, right? Requesting,
1: so, it, well, I said, requesting. it. Yeah,
2: interview. and but again, there's optics there, right? Yeah, you know, it's is that now? I, before I get to my word, you know, we we had a show earlier about the offensive coordinator search, which when the opportunity is there, and I I read this in Mike Vrabel's voice, and I was like, this is coach speak. This means nothing. I think we solidified that that meant nothing.
1: When the the opportunity opportunity is
2: is when it was Tuesday on February 7th, there is no opportunity has always been there to promote Tim Kelly. And that's why I say you got to read between the lines when it comes to Mike Vrabel. He's good. He comes from the Belichickian way, right? He knows what, what he's doing. He's not stupid in the sense of how he deals with, with media. And I also think that there is a sense that we have learned about Mike Vrabel is that he doesn't care as much about optics because that's your one word, and I, I agree with it. I don't disagree with what you said, but Mike Vrabel doesn't give a rip. Yeah, but yeah, but the fans do. Yeah, but and, he doesn't care about what the fans think. Well, Let's just you know be honest. Cares? He doesn't you know he would have fired Todd Downing in midseason but if Zach, he did. He would have yeah, suspended but, him.
1: But well, he didn't I'm not, I'm not again, I don't think Mike Vrabel needs to care everything about what the fans think, but you know who does care about who what the fans think? His boss. Amy Adams Strunk cares about the, what the fans think. She cares about the That's perception. her job, not I, his no, job. I know that, but you know who controls his job? She does. <laughs> and so eventually, Mike Vrabel not giving a damn about what the fan thinks could, and I'm not saying will, but could bite him because optics matter. You know, butts and seats matter. And bad optics lead to less butts and seats or more opposing fan butts and seats. And that affects Amy Adams Strunk's overall perception of her franchise and potentially her bottom line. And so whenever optics, bad optics affect the fans, you know my favorite word, apathy. Apathy for a fan base is a disease. And when you get that apathetic disease in a fan base, that loses the owner money. And she doesn't want to miss out on any money, especially when she's having that poor However much seven hundred million dollars of her money and her family's money into a brand new stadium to have bad optics and an apathetic fan base that's diseased, and so it does matter at some point. Mike Vrabel doesn't care, which is his prerogative, but he, he should kind of a little bit. No, like, no he that. should.
2: Well, he, he he won't, and the reason why is is because there's an X factor in this. Mike Vrabel's mindset, which is a player's mindset, which is a head coach's mindset is there's one thing that changes everything, winning. If you win football games, it eliminates every single solitary thing that you just said, right? It it doesn't matter if you care about the fans. It doesn't matter if you have a a billion-dollar stadium. It doesn't matter. You won't be apathetic if you win football games. And Mike Vrabel knows that that is a recipe for success, he is now making decisions on how to win football games, not based on what the fans think. Now, I'm not saying, and I would be clear for Mike Vrabel, is he does not, it's not that he dislikes the fan, he loves the fans, he loves the fan base. But he ultimately does not, I don't think, care what the fan base views on his decisions if he feels his decisions can win football games. Here's my one word, okay. Austin. We said it yesterday and I will now, uh, I now kind of question what I said yesterday because we had the graphic rebuild, reset, retool. Mm-hmm. You said reset. Yeah. I said retool after yesterday afternoon. I think my one word is reset. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of conference. I hope I pray, you talk about Lord Jesus be an offensive coordinator. You want to pray to the Lord Jesus above that they don't reset. But I feel like this is a motion to reset. It's not a motion to retool. And that should scare fans if they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers or another quarterback in here to really build upon. Because that's the familiarity that Mike Vrabel falls back on time and time again to hire within, to promote within, to move pieces around and maybe go less outside of the building. You know, the Titans went outside of the building when it came to Rand Carthon because they interviewed multiple candidates from in-house. And Monty, honestly, he got the GM job for the Cardinals, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there were good candidates in-house, but they ultimately went to the 49ers brass and got Rand Carthon. My worry is that this is a sign of resetting for one year. Uh, you got a lot of expiring contracts and you can shake things up this off season or you can have one final ride with this crew. Derek Henry's in his final year of his contract. Ryan Tannehill is in his final year of his contract that is the core piece of the offense. You're going to have to re... And maybe you concentrate on the offensive line this offseason, which you should, to protect the guys you already know are going to be there. We'll talk later in the week about the impact of Ryan Tannehill. We'll mm-hmm. talk also later in the week about Mike Vrabel kind of justifying going in-house uh, and and what can can happen. But my one word is reset. I feel differently today, this morning, Austin, than I did yesterday morning. And that's only 24 hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think, Zach, I, I want to go back to a few things that Vrabel said in that uh, opening answer on why Tim Kelly got the job and some other things, I think, that are more important than Vrabel saying, oh, it's the perfect fit for what we need right now, or that, huh. you know, the continuity familiarity and carryover. The, those three words, perfect, well, four words, perfect fit, familiarity, carryover are what fans and I think most people immediately jumped into of like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. Why would you want familiarity and carryover with a 30th ranked offense uh, in the NFL? So uh, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into what I also think is some good coming out of that. But Zach, tell everybody about Farm. I'm sorry about Wilson County Hyundai.
2: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go find your perfect make and model. It's right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Palisade at the bottom of the screen. Full-size SUV, third-row seating, perfect family car. Toss out your mama's minivan and get into a Palisade. You got the Sonata. You've got the Elantra. You've got the Tucson, the Santa Fe the these are all fuel efficient cars we'll talk about fuel a little bit later in the car, in the the show uh fuel efficiently you got to have fuel that that'll get you from a to b and if you're not about that life that's okay as well you have the ionic which is battery powered which does impact you know our 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 earth and our community in a positive way they got you covered at hyundai all right WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
1: Also, with the BetMGM app, you can join as a new user with BetMGM and take advantage of a big-time deal with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That gives you an incredible first bet offer with bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means you download the app, sign up with our code again, ATOZ Sports, make your first deposit and your first real money wager. Uh, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you miss it. So you get two shots at it, or multiple shots at it, with bonus code. Atoz Sports and the Bet MGM app. So download that today. So Zach, uh, going back to what he said, what Mike Vrabel said about Tim Kelly and being the right the right hire for the team right now. You know, I'm gonna look past the perfect fit. I think that's a lot of coach speak, which is ridiculous. I'm gonna look past the familiarity and carryover, and what I think Mike Vrabel was counting on and relying on, and maybe why he wasn't as willing to make the move in December and fire Todd Downing early and give Tim Kelly an opportunity is because I feel like Mike Vrabel is banking on playing against Tim Kelly-led offenses for three years when Tim Kelly was the OC and play caller with the Houston Texans. And I, I think Vrabel watching and coaching against Tim Kelly in games – gave him enough confidence that he can do it. And so that's something that I do think we have to take into consideration here is that Tim Kelly has more experience as an offensive play caller in the NFL than Todd Downing did when he was named as Titans offensive coordinator and play caller. And I do think that matters.
2: If he had more experience, why didn't he fire Todd Downing after his DUI? Austin, I, I want to I'll let you think about that answer. I got at the answers. end of the season, at the end of the season, after the Packers game, the Titans, which they were seven and three, let that sink in. They're seven and three. They scored 16, 10, 22, 14, 14, 13, and 16 points yeah. in the next seven games. They lost every single game solitary game. Zach, I,
1: I don't agree. Again, like I don't want, like I'm trying to diagnose what Mike Vrabel was saying, right? Yeah, that's what I'm I, asking though. I, yeah. And so I think, and I said this after the loss of the Eagles fire Todd Downing now and give it to Tim Kelly and see what happens over the last five games. It didn't happen. And so that's what should have happened. Was
2: this but- preconceived? Did Mike Vrabel, and I don't know this. This is a question. I'm not accusing anybody of doing anything because I do think that that would be unfair to the candidates, right? We talk about the Rooney rule of being unfair to already hire your guy without talking to more people. So I'm not making accusations. But based on kind of what the actions are, it it kind of seems like he kept Todd Downing to save Tim Kelly to be the offensive coordinator. Is so he didn't throw him into such a bad situation yeah. that he couldn't justify hiring him because that's what he wanted to do the entire time.
1: Maybe, maybe. And we also know that uh, there was a request put in to interview Tim Kelly as offensive coordinator before Downing was hired. The Texans did not grant that request. And so there was interest from Vrabel and the Titans two years ago. And they had the opportunity to bring Tim Kelly inside after the entire Texan staff got fired from David Cully. And so we know that. And so we know that there was somewhat of an affinity uh, for uh, Tim Kelly there, but I I guess Zach, you know, I don't know if that's what he wanted to do. It seems really weird to they sacrifice. out of the
2: playoff race, though, no, right? Yeah, like, it, here's your opportunity to make the playoffs. You no, say I know, you want to win know, the game. I know, like you had
1: an opportunity in a, like a three-game lead in the AFC South to host a, a playoff game for the third consecutive year. I'm with you. I'm with you, but it just feels like... If
2: you really cared about your fans, you'd win those games to go to playoff game, just won, right? Just, just need to win one. That's <laughs> all I needed to do was win one. Game. Yeah, exactly. Game. And and so,
1: again, like, that's, that's how I think it should have been done and why I think it was a missed opportunity and why it gives me bad optics. But, you know, at the end of the day, moving forward, it, it's about Mike Vrabel, I think, believing... That he has enough data and a sample size on Tim Kelly as a play caller, uh, to feel okay about to feel good about this about him being the perfect fit, which is I think is BS. Right, the, and that was my problem with <laughs> yesterday. Sorry, Mister Jones made me laugh. He says it wasn't in the script. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Firing Todd Downing wasn't in the script midseason.
2: It wasn't in Vrabel's script, right? I mean, yeah, and just, so I. It, and, and but that's and Vrabel said this yesterday. If you watch the full press conference and look, he, he takes this as a badge is that it's his responsibility to put the football team in the best position to win based on his decisions. And he was also asked, you know, what, what was Rand Carthon's involvement? And I laughed because he was kind of like, yeah, we talked (laughs) this was Mike Vrabel's decision. Rand Carthon doesn't know Tim Kelly from Kelly Tim. And so like, you know, I, I, I think this is Mike Vrabel's move, but if, You're looking at the optics, as you said, over the last several months and the situational football that they were in. It seems like he was saving them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Real quick, uh, Sheila John Huff uh, is just completely misunderstanding uh, circumstances here. Sheila John Huff says, you said it's better to lose, Zach, uh, last season. So come on, bro. Your words, red flag replay, Bob. So there's a massive difference, Sheila John Huff, in Zach saying with five games left, you have a chance to win the AFC South and you should do whatever it takes to win the AFC South with five games left, versus when you don't make those decisions and opportunities to win the AFC South and you suck and continue to lose all the other games and it comes down to a week 18 win and make the playoffs and pick 19th, or lose and miss the playoffs and pick 11. And so Sheila, John Huff, like, come on, dude. Like, do you understand like nuance? My God, they're like completely different circumstances.
2: I didn't even have to argue. I know, like, it's just (laughs) stupid. Uh, I mean, I I looked at, I looked at the last week of the season and we knew the circumstances prior to the last week of the season, right? Because that wasn't going to change. And that was how I felt. It would be beneficial for the long term. And look, we'll probably play this tomorrow. And Sheila John Huff, I will tell you this. If you listen to Mike Vrabel yesterday, some of the things that he said is that it wouldn't have mattered. Right? It wouldn't have mattered. It seemed like Mike Vrabel had a certain feeling about last season with all of the injuries that went on for the second straight year with the quarterback situation with the wide receiver situation, the offensive line situation, and some of the defensive players that weren't available, that's uh, you could feel in that zoom. You could feel how Mike Vrabel felt about last season.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. A to Z Sports here live on uh, this Wednesday, reacting uh, to uh, the hiring of Tim Kelly as Titans offensive coordinator. Doing a play another video. Uh, because a lot of people have brought up in the comments um, earlier in the show about Vrabel staying in-house. And I even saw someone uh, use their one word as incestual <laughs> when it comes to Mike Vrabel's uh, hiring of coaches and promotion of coaches <laughs> being incestual, which is but uh, well, Let's not go down the hills have eyes. <laughs> no, let's not do that. But, you know, I, I do think a very, very good question asked by Paul Kaharski to Mike Vrabel, uh, here's that interaction. Understand what you said about having good people in-house at the start, but it seems like more than a coincidence that when you do go outside for Tim or for Charles, that they're guys that you've worked with before. And it it can seem rather insular that you're reluctant to, to bring in somebody that you're not connected to. You have an affinity as
0: most people do for, for people you're familiar with? Well, I mean, I've enjoyed all the, the interviews that we've had and I know, you know, I think that that's, um, that, that's important. You know, I don't think that that's certainly the, the barometer in which we make decisions. I don't want to do that. I I think that that's, um, you know, we, we've had numerous coaches here that have been, that I've been able to work with. Uh, you know, I think as a head coach, I you know, I come up with a bunch of ideas. You know, I'm confident that that the coaches that we have here have and will continue to tell me, you know, that's that's too much. That's that's not going to work. That's you know, that's too much for the players. Or, you know, hey, that's a great idea. And, and I do think that that's that's important. Whether that I knew them previously or they came in here, um, I, I think we have a great staff. I think we have great teachers we have to continue to develop and uh you know evaluate and, and bring in you know great people uh, and, and then see see where the talent level takes us and be able to make decisions on what we want to do uh, schematically in, in offense and defense and special teams
1: so there's Vrabel. you know a lot of you know it's a good question right but Vrabel didn't exactly give a direct answer but you know and i think paul was very fair with how he presented the question or you know you have an affinity uh, for people that you've worked with, like most people do, because that's the, the reality is most people like and feel more comfortable with hiring and bringing on other people that they've had a past with that they've enjoyed their working relationship, and so it was a fair question how it was presented. Uh, but Zach, what was your initial thoughts before we
2: move forward? Yeah, well, I think that it's become a thing, right? That's when you have to really take a look and saying. Are the guys that I'm surrounding myself with? Are they too close? Am I too close to the situation? Do I need a third party? Like the, the, it's the whole point of like arbitration, right? Is that another set of eyes to look through a different lens to maybe utilize Derek Henry in a different way, to maybe get Tannehill into a space where he can be closer to his 2020 self instead of the last couple of years. You know, to get the most out of developing Traylon Burks as the next AJ Brown, right? I mean, these are all types of things. And sometimes you do need another set of eyes. And look, I I I understand where Variable is coming from to saying, I don't want to be that. Well, if you don't want to be that, you cannot try to prevent yourself from becoming that. Well, and but these are the actions. Yeah. These are these are high, high prioritized jobs that he is elevating and he's done it on numerous occasions. It's not just one time. And then you get the results that you do, whether they're failed playoff appearances like this past year or their failed playoff attempts. When you actually get in them, you know, and and play the Ravens and play the Bengals and lose in those games, that is, it's understood how you're measured. It's very open and honest of how fans and analysts and everybody and owners measure success in the NFL. And so if you don't have that success, we take a longer, harder look at what you're doing to get to your result, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Um, So I want to get to this in a second. Uh, We're going to talk about what's a positive uh, and Tim Kelly. But you know Mike Vrabel has now hired six offensive and defensive coordinators as Titans head coach. You can go through them on defense, Dean Pease and Shane Bowen. On offense, uh, it's LaFleur, Arthur Smith, Todd Downing, now Tim Kelly. Matt LaFleur is really the only guy that he did not have a previous relationship with. Now, Todd Downing was an outside hire when he was brought in as a tight ends coach. But there have been other outside hires that Mike Vrabel has brought in, but they've been in a position coach or a quality control coach or an analyst or pass game coordinator. And then they've he's only gone back to that elevation once LaFleur left, elevates Arthur Smith from tight ends coach. Arthur leaves Downing outside hires, tight ends. Elevated and now Tim Kelly's the same thing.
2: It's and, one out of six, basically. Dean what you're P's, telling
1: Dean Pease retires and Shane Bowen elevated from within, too. So that's you know, it's I, one out of
2: six, right? With so
1: risk, right? Mike Vrabel is willing to take more risks in outside hires where he's unfamiliar with somebody for a lower level, level position job, yeah. and then once they gain his trust or whatever the hell then he's willing to give them promotions in bigger, more developed roles, which I don't think is a bad philosophy. I just think there was a missed opportunity here to go out and fix something that's been very bad. And so let's ask this, because I have a clear answer on what I think is the best thing about, or, the, or really a positive thing, about Tim Kelly being hired as Titans offensive coordinator. A positive thing. That's what we want from you guys. A positive thing about, The Titans hiring Tim Kelly as OC. Uh, But first, going to tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to go to the Bone and Joint Institute. They will help you get right, get healthy, and live a full life uh, without that injury and get that thing in the rearview mirror. So check them out in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org.
2: A to Z sports were powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code a T O Z sports. That's a T O Z S B O R T S in the bonus code tab. When you download that app, new users, and this is, look, this is hooking you up. If you're a new user, you should take advantage of this new users. You get that bonus code and then you get bonus bets up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets, for new users, use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sports books. Download the app today.
1: All right. So the question we're asking right now is, what is a positive uh, in the Titans hiring uh, Tim Kelly um, as the offensive coordinator? I'm going to scroll through some, through some comments. I have a very clear answer on this. Um, and you know, there's you know, uh, let's see. Uh, this is medi- mediocre activity. Uh, that one. <laughs> I don't know is, if we guys as positive. Yeah, I'm just reading some comments that, you know, Matt and Jonathan both say he's not Todd Downing. Oh, there you go. Hot Doobie says it's not Todd Downing. Uh, we got here, Moolah on Facebook saying chemistry. Uh, experience with the Houston Texans, Stephen says. Donald, going back to the Tim can't be worse than Todd
2: uh that's like you know real quick that's like when you go out to eat and you eat a bad meal and it's like god that was a miserable experience well you know i'm not hungry anymore though like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's what these that's what everybody's saying in the comments about todd downing it's kind of yeah. funny
1: uh ken says positive thing he'll listen to vrabel um you know tim kelly made davis mills look like a good quarterback uh when he was there in 2021 as a play caller um with the texans so Uh, MB says he now has familiarity with the personnel and knows how to better use them. I think that's fair. Uh, Rooney just says he can't think of one. Well, Rooney, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you. I think it's pretty clear. Mike Vrabel said that he thinks and feels that Tim Kelly is a good play caller and has a good feel for the game. That is a positive thing because my biggest knock on Todd Downing was not the scheme it wasn't the philosophy. It wasn't how he installed things or coached or taught things up during the week. I don't know how Todd Downing was in the meeting room, but I all I've heard is that Todd Downing's a great person. But he had no feel for play-calling situations. Todd Downing had no feel for in-game rhythm or getting something going or when to go away from a trend and realize that you're running it into the ground on first and ten because you called. run plays on first down. That's Todd Downing's problem. Tim Kelly is a part of all the other stuff. Tim Kelly is a part of the game planning, the scouting, looking a week ahead. Tim Kelly is a part of uh, the concepts and designs and, and install. But Tim Kelly wasn't calling the plays. And Todd Downing clearly had a bad feel for play calling. And if Tim Kelly has a good feel for play calling, that's an upgrade in itself that's my positive
2: okay i think that's a good positive uh i will go to something you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show and it's all an if like we don't know if he's a good if he has a good feel for this team next year we'll find out right but i'll i'll take the shane bowen example you know uh, and i saw a comment you know jason really good play caller he was on the bench behind downing But that last line, he was on the bench behind Downing. Shane Bowen was on the bench behind Vrabel, right, before he was elevated to defensive coordinator. Austin, I think we can all say that when Shane Bowen was elevated, we were like, this is probably not going to work. What's going on? But it worked, correct? I mean, their defense has improved under Shane Bowen. Maybe that could happen with the offense, is that Tim Kelly was not given enough control because Todd Downing had all of the control that maybe this year he comes in and Mike Vrabel anoints him with power as the play caller, the offensive coordinator, the scheme. I mean, he does everything and he calls the shots, especially because Mike Vrabel is a defensive minded head coach. I feel that Mike Vrabel is probably more, you know, I think he's evolved as a head coach, but more willing to give his opinion and what needs to be done maybe on the defensive side of the ball relying on his experience more so than maybe the offensive side of the ball and so that gives Tim Kelly the control and so maybe here's my positive it works out similar to what Shane Bowen worked out because he has Shane Bowen has job security
1: yeah yeah and and it's kind of like flipped on what their what Shane Bowen and Tim Kelly's responsibilities were and like where they sat on the bench like Shane Bowen was calling the plays on game day but not able to do the job in its entirety throughout the week Tim Kelly was doing a different job throughout the week and not calling plays on game day calling the plays on game day was the problem Running the ball on first down 85% of the time against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a win-and-in situation was a bad play-calling trend. And if Tim Kelly can, you know, mix things up and not be that predictable, like predictability was such a word that we used about Todd Downing over the last two years. If Tim Kelly has a better feel for that, then maybe the Titans and, what you know, Mike Vrabel also said, it's not all broken. And I believe him on that. I don't disagree. It's not all broken. Like there's there were good things they did. When the offense was healthy, was healthy, when Tannehill was healthy, they were very good in the first quarter. They sucked later on. And I feel like remember the first year of Todd Downing, they were terrible in the first quarter and got better later on once the players started making plays. It flipped because Tim Kelly was a part of game planning and installing and they got good early and then they got bad late when it came to Todd Downing's feel of the of the game.
2: yeah from what I know and what it sounds like more for what I know but Tim Kelly wasn't as evolved this year as I think fans thought
1: or wanted. At least,
2: yeah, I would say okay, that's fair. One, and I told you that on number yeah. occasion, yeah, Austin, you know, just based on because there was at one point, you know, <laughs> when they were losing, uh, you know, when we were talking about why is Todd Downing still, you know, why not Tim Kelly, and so I did a little research and some recon and got some information on. I, I don't think he was as involved as we all thought.
1: Well, it sounds like Tim Kelly was more involved in the look-ahead part of the job, right?
2: And that and wasn't the problem. The problem was third and six.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and
2: personnel was,
1: was a problem. We know that too, but, you know, person, there are a lot of problems. But yeah, so Tim, Cal- Tim Kelly's job in 2022 was not the problem. Uh, we'll see if his job in 23 can be the solution. So, all right, Zach, let's throw some shade because I, I have a gut feeling that there's a ton of shade to get to on this Wednesday because of all the moves uh, the Titans have made uh, over the last couple of days. So time to throw some shade, but tell us all first about our great sponsor, Farm Bureau Health Plans.
2: Yeah, fbhp.com slash A to Z. No shade there because they hook you up each and every month. They hook me up each and every month with a great health plan. Better service, better rates, better coverage. That's what they can promise you. And that's what they promised me, but that's what they've provided. That's kind of the best part. Farm Bureau Health Plans, I switched to the end of last year. I'm running it back in 2023 because I saved 20% uh, per month. I got free teledoc conferences with my plan. It was so simple that all I had to do was take a health assessment. They gave me a quote, and I realized I needed to switch. Whether you're an individual, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're married with kids, they have your perfect plan. That's FBHP.com. Slash A-T-O-Z. A-T-O-Z Sports, take
1: advantage of our great uh, bonus code offer with BetMGM. That's when you download the BetMGM app, you sign up with our bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. You make your first deposit and you get a fantastic first bet offer with BetMGM. What you do is your first real money wager. You get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you lose it. So, it's a great chance to join the BetMGM uh, train, just like Zach and I have done over the last several years uh, with bonus code ATOZ Sports that gets you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet loses. So, take advantage of that. We know what's coming up. Uh, this upcoming Sunday, so do it the right way with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligible requirements. First online real money wager-only rewards issued at non bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Time for some shade. Throwing shade here on this Wednesday. Zach, uh, I'll throw you to the chat to see if there's some shade to be read uh, from the audience before we dive into our shade this morning.
2: Well, uh, let's say uh, W. Calnan actually throws some jackpot bucks before he okay. throws shade, so there's no shade there. Yeah. And I agree with this, and I think this is what I said earlier on the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, this move makes him think that they are one well, thousand, 10,000% staying with Ryan Tannehill. We'll probably extend him another year, lower cap hits, sign wide receivers and free agency, go to left tackle, build the rest of the roster and see what the Titans can do. We will talk about that later this week. So that kind of sets us up, whether it's a Titans Thursday tomorrow on that show or whether it's Friday. Let's get to some shade, though. Uh, Donald, shade on his Mavericks for trading the drama... Queen Kyrie, I think everybody is waiting with bated breath to see what Kyrie Irvin does with the Dallas Mavericks, what he does with Luka Doncic on the court, and then what he does off the court if he ruffles any feathers. Who knows? The, um,
1: Alice, the Alice Mavericks,
2: right? Uh, <laughs> right, there you go. Shade and the Colts fans thinking that Ursay is going to make good moves this offseason. <laughs> uh, Ricochet Ray, Shade is always thrown at the University of Georgia And the Indianapolis Colts, screw those guys. Ricochet way. Actually, I will not throw shade at the University of Georgia because I had a money line bet on Ole Miss last night in college basketball that I hit because they beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Let's see here. Shade. Uh, Jameson, shade on people for throwing shade at the Pro Bowl. All right, so shade on me. If (laughs) the players like it and have fun, to hell with what you think. Well, it's entertainment purposes, and if it's not entertaining – That's where I throw shade on it. Mr. Jones says, shade on fake fans always want to cry and complain uh, and support the team. Find a new one. There are 31 that you can whine about. I mean, I think this is what what it represents is it's Mm -hmm. a discussion. You can complain if you want to complain. Uh, And then, you know, earlier, shade on anybody throwing shade on the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Scott's throwing shade on the Pro Bowl. Just end it. End it already. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, uh denise says shade on variable for the hire uh hot doobie says shade on himself literally calling for anyone else besides downing to be oc and now being butthurt that it is an out in-house hire exactly. um,
1: that kind of leads me you know into one of my shades that okay. i think uh and that's you know buck you know our own buck rising of a to z sports prime time he tweets out and You know, the LMAO, you guys were calling for Tim Kelly to replace Todd Downing all season long, and now you're pissed uh, that Tim Kelly got the job. Well, Buck, there is a difference in fans wanting immediate change in the season to impact the season positively. But then once there's an opportunity uh, to go outside and get somebody fresh and new ideas, that fans are underwhelmed by it or whelmed by it, according to one of our viewers. So shade on Buck for just taking a sweeping accusation on Titans fans uh, for uh, calling it for one thing and now being upset about it. It was all about the opportunity in the season of changing for the sake of the AFC South title. And now it's fair to be underwhelmed by Tim Kelly, because why not do this two months ago and see if you're in the playoffs? That's part of, that's one of my shades. I'll let you kind of go. I got two. Shades. All right. So
2: here's my shade. Um, and this is unique shade because I understand it but I'll kind of show you what I think. So last night I watched LeBron the Lakers uh Oklahoma City game. I I was sitting here telling I'll say it, my fiance we were sitting here talking. I was like, you know, I'm looking back at it out of the 38,000 points that LeBron has scored, I've probably watched watched at least a minimum of 20,000 of those points. So I've watched a lot of LeBron James. I always have. It's just, I'm a fan of LeBron starting when he was drafted. And last night I had to, I, I wanted to watch history be made. And it was pretty unbelievable. And then this morning, I had a, I, I won money on him going over. And then I had a parlay, but the Lakers had to win the way Lakers lost. So I lost that parlay. So I went to sleep. I was tired. I had had a long day, and I was going to wake up. So I woke up, and I actually scrolling the internet. I saw this picture, and this is mind blowing of the number of people that are not watching the court, but watching mm-hmm. their phones. Yeah, look at everybody with their phone out. And I know you're trying to capture history, and I probably, Austin, I would throw Shane at my future self if I was in that position. I probably would have my phone out too, right? Yep. To say that you were there. But the percentage of people that did not have their phone out was either, I think, like a seven-year-old dude or a 13-year-old kid, right? Like that was the discrepancy, everything in between. And also what it made me think about is, you know, like showing pictures to people in the past. If we would have shown this to our grandparents in the 1920s, 30s 40s 50s whatever and they and showed them this picture they would be mind blown of what is in those people's hands yeah and it's in every single person's hand. and so I think we all know that these things rule the world. we can't sit here and be hypocrites. our business is based on this thing we this is how we make a living it's just the world you have to adapt you have to evolve or you die. But I don't know, I, that was eye-opening to me that people, there's no, no. you don't live in the moment. You're here to put it on Snapchat, on TikTok, to get more views, to get more likes, to get more followers, to get whatever that represents. So that, that was my morning. I woke up this morning, I was like, man, I've never seen that many people do that at one time in a singular moment, captured on a photo in which somebody else was doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's almost like, and you see this was concerts all the time. Like you're just scrolling through your Instagram stories of people you follow, and it's like eight stories of like concerts in a row. And it's like you'd rather have a video of the moment to look back on instead of being in the moment. And yeah. we all know, has there ever, Zach, has there ever been a good concert video recorded on your phone
2: not the one that no, i've been like dude suck. no dude, they all hey, suck show you this austin hey so, i'm gonna show you this concert video you oh, never man, use no. them they all suck
1: they all suck and and like the next morning you're like man the concert was fun we do go watch the video of that song i took and like ah, i was better in person yeah but you were videoing your damn phone the whole time
2: and so and like, i never i think use them like you never show people those
1: yeah, like but, you put, it,
2: you know what you do you put it on your Instagram story for 24 hours and then it's gone forever.
1: Yeah, and then at some point you're going to delete it from your phone because you need more space for dog photos.
2: And Eric is saying Zach is just turning into old man. Honestly, Eric, I am the epitome of not turning into an old man. I probably am on TikTok more than anybody else in the company, and I'm the oldest person in the company. I not keep up oldest, with the time. Well, the I'm oldest. I'm close, but I I am I do not. I pride myself on not being the old man in the room and I'm not sitting here saying that this is a bad thing. I understand the value of a phone and all of that stuff, but I, I I don't know. It was kind of sobering watching and looking at that photo.
1: Well, and I'm going to save my other shade for next week uh, because we've had, you know, good conversation on this, because I also saw a tweet that said, go back and watch and listen to when LeBron scored the point that did it. Right. It was quiet. (laughs) Because nobody was paying attention. They were just like, they hit stop record and then like made sure they had it. Instead of like, hey, we just saw like this record that we thought was never going to be broken and like cheering. It was kind of quiet. It was weird. It was like an awkward silence, kind of like a muffled like cheer hush because everybody was paying attention to the phone. They did the video they just recorded.
2: And I, I will say this on that moment. Weirdly, and I told you how many points that I've seen LeBron score. I don't know why, but, like, I felt a part of it. I felt some sort of ownership of that accomplishment because I've watched so many basketball games. I've put in a lot of time. I also thought it was funny that they interviewed his kids. Congratulations. And Bronny James, his oldest, has a funny line. He's like, yeah, when I was in grade school, I wanted to get up and Work out with my dad before school and, and do all the things that I, you know he did. And he says I'd wake up at six a.m. I walk downstairs and he'd already be gone. <laughs> and and, and Bronny's like, "Bro, wh- where'd that guy go?" We're talking about his dad, and you know, so much effort and time and pressure had been put into LeBron James and everybody on this show. And Austin, you know my affinity for LeBron James. I've seen multiple finals games. Down in Miami, I've seen multiple Cavs games. I am a fan of LeBron James and the art that he brings to the sport of basketball. Whether you like him or not, I understand people that don't like him. You hated his face for a long time. I bet you that has probably died down a little bit, maybe. I still pay
1: attention to his face. Right, so it's out of sight,
2: out of mind. But I did feel prideful of, man, I've watched this man's journey, and now – is the all-time leading scorer in nba history a record that was held for 38 years that most incumbents would say will never ever be broken and he broke it
1: he broke it and everybody's like well it's because lebron's played for 20 years longevity 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 well lebron james is also the fifth highest scoring average per game in the nba too so it's not like it's like he was a an average score on a per game basis. And because he played 25 years, he broke the record. No, like the dude was, is a top five scoring average per game player in NBA history. So put that in your pipe and smoke it for longevity. So we'll wrap up on that here on this Wednesday. We guarantee to have more reaction to Tim Kelly's hiring as Titans offensive a coordinator uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Buck Rising will do it again tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. I threw shade on Buck for his tweet yesterday about the Tim Kelly hire. So you can hear more of Buck's opinions uh, tonight and what he thinks about the other coaching moves the Titans made. A to Z Sports Primetime is tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time on these same streaming channels. Like the show before you go. We'd appreciate that. Subscribe to us on YouTube and our, like us on Facebook as well. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always.
2: Adios.